You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me gente? It's your boy, Al Mega, and welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Today, we have an amazing independent comic book creator that is kicking the butt out of, out of his campaign right now. We still need your help. Gotta make it rain. A few days left. We all right? This is a dope book. It got a whole bunch of stuff. Very Kirby is artwork that you see in the background and a mix of other stuff. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be wild. Let me introduce this future legend, this future star, the one, the only Mr. Jason Sandberg. Wepa, how you doing, bro? Al, Al, you're too kind. You're too kind. Now, most people out there, they might call this Tuesday. I call it New Comic Book Day Eve. Because Yay! tomorrow, tomorrow we all get to hit the LCS and see what the see what Santa brought for us. You better be hitting your LCSs, all right? Show the love, show the love. You know what? Since you mentioned LCS, Jason, what is your LCSs for a shout out? Yeah, mine is issues needed in Apple Valley, Minnesota, and I've been going there for about four or five years. The owner takes good care of all the customers. He's fantastic. In fact, just to show you how much he loves the customers. About a month ago, I was looking at the Alan Moore Swamp Thing Omnibus that DC put out, like the three-volume Omnibus, and and he knew that I had the uh, hardcovers that came out uh, about 10 years ago in newsprint, and I said, hey, Jay, I'm looking at those those Alan Moore Omnibuses, right? I'm, I'm thinking of pulling the trigger. He hey, Sandberg, don't do it. It, it's it's printed on coated stock. It doesn't it doesn't have the same feel as the, as the ones you got. So he talked me out of spending about three hundred dollars out of his own shop. Exactly, exactly. Because wow. he knows he knows he knows what matters to me, which is the quality, right? So so that's the kind of that's the kind of shop owner that you want to find is someone yeah. who will talk you out of a sale because he knows he knows what he knows what you've already got and he knows it's better. So it's uh it's issues needed in Apple Valley, Minnesota. Uh, well, a big salute and shout out. I got two epic comics in Orlando, Florida. And then uh, my new one, you know, because I got a shift because I moved, will be Wonderland Comics in Putnam, Connecticut. Nice. Big shop. I'm like, whoa, this is huge. We <laughs> are we are so lucky now because you've got your you've got your LCS. You can go there every Wednesday, yes. dig around the back issue bins. And then you've got, obviously, stuff like on Comixology. So if you want to try something you haven't seen before, you can spend a couple bucks and get it get it digitally. And then we have crowdfunding. So we are we are in this golden age where every which way you can get something, there's something there to find, and 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 oftentimes it's different stuff. So it is it is a golden age, and there's there's good stuff everywhere. Definitely, definitely. So let's get into your origins. Now that we know where your shop is, let's get into your origins. Where you originally from, and what was your first love in fandom in general? Mm-hmm. First thing you fell in love with. So I I I was I was a very young youngster. There were um, the Planet of the Apes movies on TV, and I, and this was back in the mid seventies, and that, that was, I think it was the first time it was that in Star Trek where it kind of started to to, to uh, trip, uh, tickle the neurons that that uh, love the sci fi stuff, right? And then um, in nineteen seventy seven, I was staying with my grandmother for the weekend, and she said, "Hey, hop in the car. We're gonna go to the far- we're gonna go to the pharmacy and, and and grab the newspaper." This was like on a Saturday night. I drove downtown. We go into the, the drugstore and she picks up the Sunday paper 
And in my head, I, yeah, it was the early edition, right? Back in the day, you said the early edition. So yeah. I'm like, my grandmother, she, she was like magic. She can pick up a Sunday paper on a Saturday night. What's going on here, right? <laughs> and then she goes, go pick out a comic book. And I'm Ooh. like, oh, all right. And I, I, I know that I was aware of Spider-Man and Batman from like the cartoons. So I, I spun the spinner, rap, spinner rack and I picked up uh, Captain America 214 by Jack Kirby. And oh. I am I am fortunate because – that was that was the right comic book at the right time because it popped off the page for me, and that that was my immediate connection with uh, comic books. Jack Kirby started a lifelong lifelong love, and it kind of brings me here here today. Look at that, of course, Kirby. Everybody's, I mean, all my stuff was is, you know, my very first comic book was Crystal Crystal Warrior. But when I started picking oh, yeah. up old school stuff at a Grand Book Center. The stuff that 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 my, my aunt would give me money for, and she kind of pick out uh, and hand me Sergeant Fury and Howling Commandos. Nice, great stuff, man. I wish I still had those. I still got my crystal. <laughs> those, so, so some of those crystal, they were penciled by Ron Friends, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Ron number. Friends. Look, I'm take it off the wall just for you, my brother. I still have. This is my very first comic book. Very nice. first. And it, it, if you see, it is beat the hell up. <laughs> I read this, but, but it's well, somehow, it's well read, well read. But I've somehow managed to keep it as a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so it means a lot to me. This my mother started me on a journey. <laughs> Can't be complaining if I have a mess of comic books. You know what I mean? Awesome. So, so all right. So were you alone in your fandom growing up, or did you? Yeah. Was it your grandma that you have you, your boys or click? I had a younger brother. And he, so what would happen? I was we were kind of fortunate because I would read, I'd pick up the Hulk, Cavs America, and the Avengers. My brother would pick up Spider Man and the X Men, and then the na- other neighbor kids would pick up Odds and Ends. So we'd kind of pool them together, and we'd we'd kind of trade them around and so forth. Oh, nice. And uh, so it was, we kind of covered all the bases. Uh, but this was, um, uh, you know, the the early eighties. Okay. What you were waiting for? You were waiting for the next John Byrne X Men. Every time one of those came out it was like a thunderstrike, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, so and so's got it, so and so's got it, and, and then and then um, before the internet and all that, and before like pretty good uh, comic book shops with back issues, you really had to hunt and peck for those to fill in the back issues. So it was it was it was a treasure when someone picked up an, uh, an earlier issue, specifically of the the John Byrne X Men. That was that was the goal back in that day. Yeah, you're not you're not lying because I had a a friend of mine that that showed me how collectible comic books were. Okay, he was the guy. He was my my aunt's uh, husband's cousin, <laughs> and and I went to Titi's house one day. And there was a long box, and I opened it. It was like finding a treasure chest. I swear, I swear to God, that thing glowed. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I was like, "Oh my God, who, who's is this?" Oh, 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 you could look at them, but but you know that belongs <laughs> to this guy. Like, okay, so I asked him, "Why do you have them like this?" So he told me all about collecting. I appreciate, but tell you, everything was X Men in that effing box. And anytime nice. I got there, I would see the latest one. Oh, this is the new one. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "This is my thing, guy. Don't you worry. When you grow up, you have your thing." Uh huh. Man, was he effing right? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great, great, great. So you want to know when you were, you were digging with your, your brother. Yeah, yeah. You had a neighborhood click. Great. So talk to me. When did the creativity start clicking in you? You know. So uh, about that same time, I was I became an avid drawer, and I would I would sit at the I'd sit at the dining room table. I draw Star Wars stuff, uh, comic book stuff. Just doing that. That turned into trying to figure out how to do a panel page. That turned into trying to do little zines and stuff like that. 
And, and so that I I just kind of held on to that, kept doing it. I would branch out. I do painting and, and, uh, and so forth, but okay. I, I, the love was still to, you know, the, the dream and the love was to do comic books. Um, jumping forward in the late nineties, I published Jupiter as a independent black and white comic book. It ran oh, nine right. issues, ran oh, nine cool. issues, um, uh, through, and it was distributed through diamond and I had a great time and diamond oh. liked diamond liked the book. It ran nine issues. The deal was though, it was an odd time for the market and I, I couldn't move the needle. So basically the sales on Jupiter back in the nineties never went down. So everybody who got their hands on it, they loved it. They kept ordering it, but getting get, expanding into more stores or getting more into the stores couldn't move the needle. So I partnered with diamond and we'd say, Hey, let's target the top 200 stores that sell eight ball. Cause your book is kind of quirky. It's independent, like eight ball. Let's try that. So we put together these promo packs. I put in a letter with free copies of the comic book and, 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 and diamond would distribute it in the normal Wednesday shipments. Didn't move the needle. Then we say, Hey, you know, your book's kind of philosophical. Let's try Cerebus. It's a black and white indie. Cerebus is a black and white indie. Let's go after the top 200 stores that ship Cerebus or that sell Cerebus. Didn't move the needle. So at that point, after like nine issues of it just kind of being stalled, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting mixed messages. People okay. love it, but, but, but I can't, I can't get past that barrier with, <laughs> with the, with the retailers. And I understand they've got, they've got fixed overhead. It's like got, the movies, right? Critics love it. Fans hate it. Like how the exactly. hell does it make money? Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, when people ask me, how would you describe Jupiter in the nineties? I say critically acclaimed, poorly marketed. But anyway, <laughs> that was the nineties though. We didn't have internet. It was, it was, it was hard. Yeah, it, was it was a harder di- game. It you was. Know what I mean? it I'm was not going to blame you, brother. Way harder game. Yeah. Yeah. Now so I, I, so I hit pause you on get a TikToker, Jason. You got a TikToker <laughs> holding your comic book. You get a million sales. You know what I mean? I'll uh, try. I'll try that next. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, flash forward to uh, like 2019, and I look around. And I, I'm, I'm beginning to see the the crowdfunding stuff happen. And you know, book, books. Book, one of the books I loved in the late 90s was Section Zero by Carl Kessel and Tom Grummet. Right? It was a great book. Um, and it, we're only running like three issues, but they came back and they crowdfunded, um, a, a hardcover with, and they like finished that main story. And I began to see elsewhere all these, um, um, crowdfunding efforts. And I said, you know what? Crowdfunding is more direct than the direct market. You're going right to the reader and you're kind of bypassing the stores. And this is a fantastic way to, um, to get your stories out there, connect with readers. So I gave it a shot. And then that brings me to here. There we go. So talk to me about the discovery of crowdfunding coming from that 90s, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, old school guerrilla marketing. What the hell can I figure out? Talk to me about your discovery of the Internet and, and, and rebringing Jupiter into this new digital world. Yeah, it just it was a matter of of kind of like uh, watching uh, YouTubers and kind of doing some research and comparing uh, Kickstarter to Indiegogo and so forth okay. and some of those other sites. And I ended up going with Indiegogo because they have this in-demand feature. So at the end of the campaign, um, you can, it kind of turns into like a, a, you know, for, for, for a while, it turns into an evergreen store, um, where people can, can, uh, go ahead and, and, and order the book after it's already the cap, after the campaign's been completed. That kind of tipped me towards Indiegogo. Um, uh, I, I also started a Kickstarter campaign. So people that like Kickstarter, there is a Kickstarter page. It's still got like 20 some days left. The Indiegogo, as we, as we record this or as we live stream, the Indiegogo has got 13 days left and we've, um, we're approaching, um, $5,700. 
So you mean we, this one? Yeah, this one right <laughs> here. Yeah. So we're at $5,600. So we're getting close to uh, the $6,000 uh, uh, mark. And then um, we, when we, we had a $5,000 stretch goal, we beat that. So everybody who backs is going to get this. They're going to get the comic book, which is 40 pages Ooh, full color for $10. Somebody had a mess. There you go. There we go. So, so this is the this was the first stretch goal. We 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 satisfied the five thousand dollar milestone. So everybody's going to get this, which is the Captain Klein Bottle Fan Club membership card. In in the pages of Jupiter, um, there's a sub character called Captain Klein Bottle, who's kind of a Kirby inspired character that exists in that world. So this is a this is a uh, a fan club card that would exist in this world, but because he's a time traveler, the uh, the years on the the dates on it run backward in time, and in true 1970s comic book fashion, it's sponsored by a pie company, and it's got a picture of his <laughs> rocket on the back. So, so everybody who orders the everybody who orders the book is going to get this. They're going to get a forty page full color comic book for ten dollars. Forty pages. And this uh, this um, um, uh, card, I've got a new stretch goal. The new stretch goal is if we hit eight thousand dollars, everybody's going to get a official Legion of Memers license to meme. So oh. those of you those of you who uh, watch uh, uh, the memes on on uh, on the internet and stuff like that, there's this group of memers and they're just hilarious. They're abandoned merry pranksters. This is a license to meme uh, from the officially from the Legion of Memers. It's got my logo on there, but it's just kind of a fun way to say, <laughs> "Hey, I'm new media. They're new media. Let's have some laughs." So this is the this is the new eight thousand dollars stretch goal. I am the, the Legion of Memers. Holy smokes, the world is wild. There we go, folks. And look how pretty that looks right there, the 8K stretch goal. I mean, let's take a look at the video. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. And I'm just going to mention the, um, the the trailer is about six 20-second uh, promos that I did for Twitter and Facebook. So you, we can watch one of them or we can watch them one at a time. But it's a mix of, of shorter little trailers. But all the artwork is uh, from the book. And I had a, fa- a fantastic time animating it. Excellent. So let's take a look. Those birds. Look at that with the pixelization. I love it. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun to do that. Now that was dope, man. So Thank you. Talk about that arc, man. How, what were you digging in? Is this the team? Is this just you? Talk about this project. So, so Jupiter, Jupiter is all me. I write it, draw it, color it, ink it, letter it. Oh, I do everything, including the typos. No, I'm just kidding. There's no typos. <laughs> but what I'll do is that for to, for purposes of storytelling. I kind of adjust my art style. So most of the book hap- it, uh, takes place in a modern art style because it's kind of a, a normal world like ours. Then there's sections of the book where my character is reading the comic book within the comic book. And that's where that Captain Klein bottle comes in. It comes into play. Okay. So I had a lot of fun like drawing like Kirby 
And then um, drawing like Jack Kirby, but then also um, coloring it, um, creating patches of color with the little dots in there. Because I'm trying to emulate the flexographic printing in the, in the paper texture. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun. I went back and forth with my printer about seven times with test sheets where I would try to get the dots. Um, let me let me find a, a page here that, that kind of shows you what I'm talking about. Um, I wanted to emulate the, the old printing. And so you can see here, you can see those, you know, those, those dots that, that replicate the flexographic printing. Um, I went back and forth because oftentimes when people try to make it, they, they want to create that diegetic experience of, of an old comic book. Um, but usually the dots are too harsh because your eye, your eye wants to see the outlines. Then your eye wants to see the color and volume. And then when your eye relaxes, then it wants to see those little dots those little dots that make it seem like a, a vintage comic book. So I played yeah. around uh, like seven times adjusting all the, the, uh, the, the contrast to yeah. get it just right. I had a great time. And, and, and now I've got, I've kind of cracked the code on that one. Um, but it is fun to be able to, um, to, to draw and, and make it look like an old comic book. And then the other section of the book is this alternate reality where there's this revolution and that, that and, and, and in in the world of Jupiter, there's it starts out with no superheroes, no magic, right? It's a, it's a world like ours. The only superheroes are the characters like in the comic books. Um, there's in an alternate reality, <laughs> full of magic and monsters. There's this revolution, and there's a hole in reality that rips open, and then all that spills into into this world, this normal world, right? So you're if you read Jupiter one, you're on the ground floor of of a new um, superhero universe. To the extent that there's nothing there you need to know before, like there's nothing, there's no, there's no history there. You're you're seeing it begin, and it's going to unfold, and, and the stakes are going to rise. But when I'm drawing the stuff in that other other reality, I do the blue lines, and I try to draw like like uh, John Buscema doing uh, 1970s Conan, and then I color it with all these <laughs> psychedelic colors. So that scene with like the 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 dinosaur smashing into the castle. That's that's the section of the book where this the revolution is brewing off screen, and then it smashes into the uh, the day to day lives of my main characters, changes their lives forever. Now you're talking about some revolution, this is like a revolution right here. Look at this. This is it. Look at that. Wow. Well, the animation too, some nice motion comedy. Look at that. I almost smell that thing's breath. <laughs> that was dope, bro. I love uh, you know that flanging sound that yeah. all all the big blockbuster movies have that sound. So I yeah. got a kick out of you know having an opportunity to put that put that in there. I had a lot of fun. I think it was just so OG. We remember the old Dolby sound too. We used to get DVDs and you used to start like that, you know, in Dolby sound. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that. And look at this. See, yo, yo, bro, you are massively gifted because your artistry, the way it changes. Dude. One of the, one of the fun things about Jupiter is I've got forty pages. I've got this huge canvas of forty pages, and I've got pages at the end where I can try something different, right? And this particular little promo clip, this is based on a single page um, strip in the comic book, and and the the premise for it is, what if I went back in time? And I'm hanging out in some coffee shop with Robert Williams and Robert Crumb. And they said, hey, kid, 
you want to put one page in Zap Comics, we'll let you put a page in Zap Comics. Then, then the question as an exercise, I say to myself, what would I do? What would I do <laughs> that would be worth putting into Zap Comics and just do a one page little surrealist strip? So that's where this one comes from. And this is, uh, this is artwork from the, the book that I animated, but it's like a little, um, it's kind of Spanish surrealist, um, Twilight Zone, little, little vignette and just had a lot of fun doing it. Let's check it out. I don't like Megan. That's how the world feels sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Just a little, a little surrealist, a uh, little surrealist dream uh, in there, and and that's that's one of the beauties of of, of a combo page is that it's an unlimited budget. I, and, and you can, you can show what's inside the mind, right? And you can show what you show, what, you can show what's outside the window. You can show what's, what's within the mind. You can play with time. And it's just one of the, one of the beauties of, of the combo page. And that was really, you know what it reminded me of the old school Sesame Street joints? Okay. Okay. They little kind of, interstitials. Yep. Yeah. They were kind of yep. getting to that. So I said, yeah, what's going on here? Especially like the, you know, the world is a marble and all. He was saying a lot, but it was cool. It was different. I dig it. I dig it. This next one, artistry, <laughs> this this next this next one's kind of trippy. Um, you're gonna enjoy this next one. All right, great, great. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Yo. So that one, that one's another one-page strip in the comic book. It's only six panels and it loops, okay. but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's like you get to look at it, and you meditate, and you get lost in it, and it's just, uh, just a little dream there. All right, so I recommend playing forty hertz music, you know, at, at a whispers pace as you look at those pages, so you can get fully immersed. All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's check out this next one. I'm digging this video. This is fun. This is probably one of the coolest. Kickstarter videos I've seen is because you have different sections of it. I appreciate cool. that. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yo, the way your style fits The way your style flips. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, bro. For real. Yeah, so... I mean, well, how, how hard is that to get into such different spaces and, and use it such different styles? It's 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 all in the layouts. It's 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 when you um when you're doing a layout, <laughs> when you're doing a layout and you got you're basically creating the structure, that's where you're setting things in stone, and from there you just build on top of that. So so if if I if I if I do a full if I do a full layout with with you know proper anatomy and stuff like that 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 locks you into like into realism. And then if you, if you initially, um, uh, um, do kind of cartoony, you know, lyrical lines, do cartoons, then that locks you into, into that. And then from there, it's just, you know, how many layers of color do you put on top of it? What details do you put in there? The, the core thing is if you, if you want to do artwork in a different style, you got to intentionally do your basic layouts the right way. And then from there, just the, the art, the art just takes you along that journey and you just keep, and, and what people have said is that, is that they can tell, they can tell it's all, it's all my artwork 
And I, I had people, somebody who, somebody who read Jupiter in the nineties, mm-hmm. he looked, I sent him a copy of this new one and he goes, dude, it, it, I can tell it's you. It looks totally different, but I can tell it's you. Right. And so at, at the core, at the core, um, uh, it, you know, your, your DNA is in there. And then yeah. it's just a matter of, of, of what are you putting on top of it, whether it be coloring extra cross hatching and so forth. Um, but it, it certainly is fun to be able to um, adjust the art style to fit the needs of the story. And look at this. Hey, it reminds me of old school comics for real on this look. Just a homie. The ray gun. Yep. Oh, bro. So that one, that, that one was my guerrilla marketing. And for that one, it was like, what if, you know, like Candy Crush, whatever. What if there was a video game about not buying bad comics and, and then trying to find, find a good comic? So, <laughs> so as that guy, as that guy, you know, that guy's the reader. And as he's like, I'm not going to buy that because it's got a, it's got a gimmick death. Yeah. You know, and I could buy that one because it's a bad crossover or whatever. And, and as he doesn't buy it, his score keeps going up by whatever he doesn't spend on it. And then at the end, he sees Jupiter. He's like, I got to get that. I got to get that. And, nice. And that's how you win. Can you make that into a real game? I think a lot of people love it. I, you know, I, 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 if somebody out, if somebody out there is a developer and they want to, they want to make it, make a deal with me, come find me. It'll be a, endless hours on the phone. Just killing <laughs> comics. Hey, wait a minute. That'll be fun. And look at this again. Look at the, dude, totally tired. I love the coloring scheme here. Your mm-hmm. line work, everything, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. look at this, bro. Yeah, most most of the book most of the book is in that style. That's like the normal world, and then and then the stuff that looks like superheroes. That's the comic books within within that world. And they go those dots, folks. You can see even better here. Yeah, got to get the Kirby crackle, bro. This looks so. So on on that one on that one there, there with that that guy in the armor, I I was like I loved Bob Layton's Iron Man. I'm like okay, I'm I want to I want to get those little the way he would do the squiggles on the armor to create the shininess. I'm like I I, I got to I got to do this. So much. that guy was a master. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Yeah, but this this is gorgeous and looks so retro. Yet it's not. And then look at this, Wepa. Oof, oof, man, that T Rex is. Oof. Are you a dinosaur fan? Is that what it is? Uh, (laughs) Just as much as anybody. Just as much as anybody. (laughs) That looks fantastic. And on again, then the the curvy look. Oh, man. And then we get into this baby right here. Beautiful. Yes, that's my style, bro. That's my main character. She's reading, you know, she's unhappy. She's unhappy. She wants to read a comic book and kind of escape. And then, and then as she's reading it, it falls into the, the comic book within the comic book. And, and, and that, as the series goes on and in this issue, they, they speak back and forth. And, and as she goes on her heroic journey to become her world's first and only superhero, there's touch points where she, 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 you know, cause it, it, if you get some powers, it's not a, it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to become a superhero. So yeah. these first couple issues are her incremental step by step 
without even realizing she becomes a superhero. And part of that is because as she's problem solving, she's inspired by this this character called Captain Kleinbottle, who's created by that world's Jack Kirby. And so okay. she'll periodically refer back to these old comic books from the from that world's Bronze Age, and then it'll help her um, kind of kind of guide her on her journey. I'm digging it, man. Look how fun this looks. What? Yeah. And and, and what's the plan here? And there goes that mm-hmm. scheme right there that he did. Mm-hmm. Wow. From that to that, beautiful, bro. Love it. So what's the plan here for Jupiter? You know, with this campaign. Mm-hmm. What what's it gets? So the the book is the book is ninety five percent done. I'm just doing tune up right now. So if you if you're out there and if you back Jupiter, um, you should have it around shortly after Fourth of July. So I'm going to be sending this once the Indiegogo campaign closes. I'll be sending this off to the printer, and then I'll be fulfilling in late June. So you should have it around Fourth of July. And then behind me, I've got a binder with about twenty issues worth of of the story planned out. So I've started working on issue two already. I've got about 10 pages where I'm starting to ink those um, as a side project. So this thing is going to come out once or twice a year until it builds momentum. And then if there's enough of a, if there's enough of a, an audience to support it, I'll start doing this thing quarterly and so forth and keep, keep churning these out. But every issue is going to be a, a solid 40 pages because I want to give you as much value as possible. And again, I'm going to give, I'm going to, you know, going to, Gonna bring it as much as much quality as I can. Like every every centimeter of this thing has got cross hatching and coloring and shading, and it's a, it's a, it's a feast for the eyes. Yes, it is. And folks, look, you can start as simple as ten dollars on yeah. Indiegogo. Simple as ten dollars. Look, that's yep. all you need, right? Yep. And then then if you want some extra swag, start perusing, start scrolling, make that middle finger hurt as you hit that scroll button. Because look at these, look at these. From ten dollars all the way up to a hundred, and if you already see him, you get a Kirby or Mods commission for a hundred. Yeah, for that I'll take your character and I'll I'll draw it in this Jack Kirby style. I'll color it with the little dots and stuff like that. Oh, and man. then if you want to use it for a pinup, if you want to use it for a variant cover, if you're a creator, so be it. Um, I'll I'll do that for you, and I'll do those while the book is at the printer. Um, and I'll I'll get those get those sent out. Um. I went with a $10 price point because a, I'm a new creator, a relatively new creator. I want to introduce myself to people, but additionally, everybody's aware that, that manga is, is taking up more and more of the, the North American market. And one of the reasons is, is, is a very accessible price point. And so um, 40 pages for $10 as an introductory offer um, to, to, you know, to, 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 uh, to try something new. Um, you can't beat that. So um, it's a very competitive price point because my goal is to get this in the hands of readers, build up a readership, and uh, and and get more people to do, uh, uh, go with me on this journey. So it's uh, ten dollars. The the big two charge you half of that for less than half of the pages. Yeah, yeah, less than half the pages. Yep. right. Of story, mm-hmm. they throw their ads and their shit. So at the end of the okay. day, a twenty-two page kind of bullshit ain't twenty-two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. There we go. You see, this this it is, folks. With ten dollars, you get to support an amazing independent creator and, and bring us more stories. So once this baby is done and out there, I mean, we get issue two, volume two. What are we calling it? What's next? I mean, what's the plot in your head? How many issues deep are we going? So the way I'm structuring it, this thing could continue on indefinitely. It's 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 going to be its own world. But I have I have twenty issues over here. Um, 
where I've gone through a second dra- a second edition of the, a second revision of the draft, and I have thumbnails. So what I have is I have I have good guardrails. I know where I'm going. I know where the arc is. I know I know where all the cliffhangers are. Every issue is going to have a fantastic cliffhanger. You're going to want to read the next one as we go along. I have a great end in mind, but it's going to plateau and create a basically a new universe. So. Um, you know, join the, join me on this journey. You're going to have a great time. It's going to go on for years to come, and um, and you're going to want to keep coming back. And and then in the in, and I've got, again, I got 40 pages to play with. The last, the back couple pages of every issue, there'll be some some special treats like that. Uh, the one with the hourglass in the house. I'll put in some fun stuff at the end, some palate cleansers. But every issue is going to be 40 pages, and you're going to get your money's worth. There we go. Exactly. That's what it's all about. That's what indie does. It gives you your money's worth. You get something that leaves you happy at the end for sure. You know, there's other things for sure, but you know, you can't get those with ten dollars, right? <laughs> but here's what it is. Supporting an, an amazing independent creator. I'll be showing the link off, right? And it's also Thank below you. in the notes. So Indiegogo, visit, look for Jupiter issue one. Right? Now, twelve days left. Mm-hmm. A big salute. To the 157 backers thus yeah. far, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm I'm honored. Go. Yeah, I, as as a as a as a new creator or someone who's who's not been around but has come back, I'm I'm honored to have uh, so many backers on my first campaign. Glad we hit the five thousand dollars stretch goal. I, 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 more is always better, but more means I'm getting it into more people's hands. So I want to connect with as many readers as possible and uh, build build up you know, build that connection with people. So talk about then connecting and meeting and, and building those connections, if you will. Um, are you doing any conventions this year where we get to meet you in person, maybe grab some of these in person? Uh, no, no current plans for conventions. I can't, that'll be in the future. I can't see over yeah. the horizon right now because everything's going on. Um, but certainly when the book comes out at my LCS and, uh, in around town, I'll be doing some signings and things like that. Uh-oh, and then, uh, in the, in the future, uh, yeah, definitely would be interesting in getting, going to some conventions and so forth. And then the book, um, my intention is to also solicit it through Diamond. So after I fulfill the campaign and all the backers have been sent the books, I'll be approaching Diamond and perhaps Lunar and saying, "Hey, um, would you like to uh, would you like to carry this and get it into more people's hands?" And then uh, I'll be um, I'll be continue to sell it on uh, on my eBay site and on on Indiegogo as in demand. And then I'll start working on issue two, and I'll start working on issue three, and then start working on issue four, and I'll, I'll keep these coming. And uh, uh, believe me, you're going to want to get in on this because it's going to be a fun ride. So you got this plotted out already. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, this guy's a beast. Folks, you see this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the Jar Jar Abrams thing where it starts out really cool and you're fascinated and and there's no plan and doesn't go anywhere. And I watched all the seasons of Lost, I was so mad. I'm not gonna I'm not not gonna do that. that. (laughs) It's gonna be you you don't want to get in on this and uh it's gonna be a great ride. I can't wait. Folks, oh please again. Support amazing creators like Jason. Simply follow him on Twitter as well at Jason underscore Sandberg. So to love, support independent combos. Look at the beauty that is that book right there, Jupiter. Okay. The other thing is, the the other thing is, you know, it's $10 for 40 pages. Um, Those of you that like variant covers, I'll give you a variant cover, but you don't have to spend any more money. When you flip it over, you got your variant cover. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hell yeah, kiddo. That's the way you do it. All right, folks. Jason, it's been amazing having you on. Thank you for coming on to talk about this amazing book that is Jupiter. 
uh, as, as a fan to a creator. Thank you so much, bro, for being brave and bold enough for you to even bring that back now into <laughs> the modern times, baby, and, and show these kids what they've been missing, doing That's it right, right with, with your multi-diverse talent, man. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really can't wait to see you at a con. You know, you should definitely start uh, getting those lined up because I know this baby here is already a hit and it's going to grow even bigger. And you're coming back when that gets solicited at, at Diamond at Luna. I want to talk about how you got, got that done and, and that next phase of the journey of Jupiter. All right. We'll do. We'll do. I will certainly be back. Thank you. Excellent, folks. All right. Show the love to independent creators. Show the love to me, gente, over at Comic Crusaders. All right. Support Jupiter, baby, right there. Beautiful cover. All right. Make sure to check out my family over at undercovercapes.com, which shows such as Outside the Panels, No Price Podcast, Definitive Crusade, K-Pop Cosmos, RP Spoilers, and a whole lot more. All right, mi gente. Hasta la próxima. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Conversations Podcast. Podcast. If you like the content, you please like the subscribe content, and turn on notifications. notifications. Also, please visit Conversations.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Conversations app on the Google Play Store today.